Good morning, Kate Chapel. Good morning, Kate Chapel. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice. Come on now. Let us rejoice and be glad. Uh, for those of you that are joining us online this morning, we are so glad to have you with us. And we are giving God praises. We entered into his gates with thanksgiving. Aren't we thankful that he let us see another day? Hallelujah. Is it anybody else? Can you wave your hand? Give God the praises. Aren't you glad you got the activity of your limbs this morning? Thank you, Lord. Oh, let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we are here again, a few of your faithful servants, knowing that it is not by our power, but it is because of your divine grace that we have come to this building again. God, we are just giving you all the honor and the glory. We're thanking you and we're praising your holy name. And God, we're asking that right now you let us put aside anything that would keep us from worshiping you. We thank you, Lord, that you brought us through trials and tribulation, that you let us overcome the trickery of the nation, that you let us understand that we are not our own, but we belong to you. And Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to understand that as your children, as your daughters and your sons, that we are under your divine order. Now, Lord, we ask that you let us humble ourselves, that you let us come into understanding that this service is yours, that every song that is sung, every prayer that is given, every scripture that is given, and when the word is preached that it is the food for our souls and we are here to receive. We came in empty and we're going to leave here full. But let us not be so selfish that we keep it to ourselves. That we leave this building dedicated and willing to tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And we are so humbled. We are so committed. We we are so divinely guided that we are ready to worship you today. And it is in the precious name of Jesus that all the saints will say together, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Let's do a hand clap of praise to the Lord. And now we will have our opening song of praise. Has he done anything for you? Has he done anything for you? Has he done anything for you? I'm looking at you. I know he's done a lot for you. But we're going to tell you, he has done great things for me.
walk in it. Travel his path, and you will find rest for your souls. But you replied, no, that's not the role we want. I said, watchmen over you who said, listen for the sound of the trumpet. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. Therefore, listen to this. All you nations, take note of my people's condition. Listen, all the earth. I will bring disaster upon my people. It is the fruit of their own sin because they refuse to listen to me. They have rejected all my instructions. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for this day and waking us up in our right mind. Thanks for traveling grace to this appointed place and time. Thanks for watching over us all week long, protecting us from seen as well as unseen danger. For that, we say thank you. Heavenly Father, the last few weeks have been challenging for the citizens of Jackson area. We went through trials and tribulations dealing with a flood, to no water pressure, as well as unsafe drinking water. But through those tough times, you were with us. For that, we say thank you. Heavenly Father, through your mercy and your grace, we saw brighter days. We saw our government from city, state, and federal levels finally starting working together. We saw outpours of love from citizens near and far. Thank you, Father for bringing us together, for that we give you all the honor and praise. Heavenly Father, thank you for never leaving us or forsaking us. Gracious Father, I pray for healing for those in the hospital and nursing homes. Comfort for their loved ones that are praying and standing by them. Gracious Father, touch their situations though they will know you are still in charge. Gracious Father, ground us more in your word. Feed us, Heavenly Father. Let your word be our answer. And we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory. Heavenly Father, thank you for Kay Chapel. I pray that you touch each one of us, that we might be the followers and doers of your holy word. I pray for the pastor as he brings the word and all that's receiving it. For it's in your precious son, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Our pastoral emphasis this morning is... Uh, you may have seen on screen earlier, but a reminder that this church is having the business meeting on September 29th at 6 p.m. here in the sanctuary. We are inviting all ministry leaders to pe please be present and also have submitted your end of the year report to Sister Gray before coming to that business meeting. We made emphasis a few weeks ago and we're just happy to talk about the Girl Scouts are ready for their first meeting of the year. Can we give that a hand clap of praise? You know, we've come through a lot with COVID. So on September 19th from 6 to 7.30 p.m., the Girl Scouts will meet here in the church. This morning, we have noticed that uh, two candidates are with us, and they will be provided two minutes 
to present themselves to Kay Chapel, and we would like to start with Mr. Trent Walker, who is a candidate for the Circuit Court Judge, District 2. All right, well, somebody let Mr. Walker know that we did recognize him. And our second candidate is Gay Gala Carpenter Sanders, candidate for Hines County Chancery Court Judge. And she is coming uh, uh, to us. And as she comes, let's give her a hand clap of praise and welcome to Kay Chapel. And we are going to listen to why we should vote for Sister Sanders. Good morning, everyone. I'm not a stranger to your church. I've actually worshiped with you, but it was before the pandemic, so I'm happy to be back with you. I'm a candidate for Hines County Chancery Court Judge, and my name is Gayla Carpenter Sanders. I'm a graduate of Tougaloo College and a graduate of the University of Florida School of Law. My husband and I live here in Jackson. We've lived here for the past 15 years, and we have three children. One is a senior at Alcorn State, and we have two. One is at the Jackson Tougaloo Early College High School. He's, uh, he's our son. And then our youngest son, who my husband is with right now in Dallas, Texas, for a soccer tournament, is a seventh grader at Bailey APAC. I have been present in Chancery Court for the past 18 years of my practice. I've handled adoptions, conservatorships, guardianships, name changes, emancipation, divorces, will contests, everything that comes before Chancery Court. For the last eight years of my practice, I have devoted my time to traveling the state of Mississippi to make sure individuals have access to attorneys who cannot afford attorneys. And I've been doing that as the Executive Director and General Counsel of the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project. I'm running for judge because I believe that we need judges who are compassionate, who understand and have the experience that is required of Chancery Court, who want to actually be a Chancery Court judge, and who believes in access to justice. That is who I am, that is who I've been for the past 18 years, and particularly for the last eight years of my practice, devoting that time to that. I ask for your prayers and your support. I will be worshiping with you for the entire service today. So if you would like to ask me any questions or, or chat with me after service, I'm here to talk to you. My website is gala4judge, that's G-A-Y-L-A-4, the number four, judge.com. And I have push cards, so I can share that with you as well. But I'm asking for your prayers, more than anything, prayers, your support, and your vote. And if you would like to know if you are part of my district, which is District 3, I can let you know. You can just tell me your precinct, and I will tell you whether or not you're in my district or not. But I appreciate the time that you're giving me today. Thank you all, and I ask for your vote on November 8th. Thank you. Let's give her another hand clap of welcome to Kay Chapel. And now... And yes, you still do have time to register to vote. So if there are young people who just turned 18 and you haven't registered, mom and dad, sister, brothers, cousins, get them to register. Amen. Now, here's a time in our program where everyone can participate. And we are calling on Reverend Don to announce that time. Lord have mercy. I didn't know I was coming up that quick. Lord have mercy. Let me get this thing together here. Good morning, K. Chapel. How about them dominating JSU yesterday? 
We cheered them on, didn't we? You know, yesterday was red out day. And as I looked out over the Coliseum and saw all that red, that reminded me of all the blood that Jesus shed. If nothing else, that I'll be cheerful for everybody. But right now, I'm going to give you another reason to be cheerful. And the reason why I say that is tithes and offering time. This is the time where we all get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. Now here at Cade Chapel, there are three ways, three primarily ways that we give. The first reason is to demonstrate our obedience to God's word. The second reason is that we want to recognize and thank God for all the goodness that he's provided for us and supplying all our needs. And the third reason is because we want to simply see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and missionaries and ministers that occur here at Cade Chapel, throughout our city, throughout our state, and around the world. Now, there are three ways in which you can give. Well, you can use the traditional envelope system. You can mail it in or you drop it off by the office. Or you can use the K Chapel app. Now, for those of you that are with us by way of live stream, you too have the opportunity to bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on the street. So whatever, how much you give, and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudging or all necessity. For God loves God bless you all.
sickness And on him I cast my every care He took away my symptoms And right now I feel alright I gave Jesus Chapel. 
Again, this week, there are those that are in need of your prayers. And again, this is your opportunity to participate in the ministry of one another as you travel during the week. We ask that you keep all of our bereaved families in your prayers, the Nelson family, the Harold family, and the Moore family. We are saddened by the loss of another one of our members, Sister Catherine Shields. Deaconess Gwen Monacure lost her brother, Brother Rufus Clark. Brother Clark is the father of Sister Tawana Geddes, and I pray I pronounced that correctly, who joined Cade Chapel during the pandemic. Deacon Donnie Monacure lost his niece, Sister Jessica Stamps Nemax. Arrangements for all are incomplete at this time and will be made known to you as they are made known to us. Deacon Cornelia's story on last report was they're still in St. Dominic's Hospital. Brother Benny Larry and Brother Sammy Henderson are recovering in rehab. Brother Walter Cheatham, Representative Alice Clark, Sister Catherine Kilpatrick, Sister Gloria Greer, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, and Sister Sharon Turner Davis are all recovering at home. And we have back in services day, Sister Weta Watson and Sister Bonnie Harris. We just wave your hands, please. Right. Also asking for your prayers are Brother Al Buchanan and Mr. Danny Collins, the son-in-law of Sister Aggie Duvall, who lives in Virginia. One little note. Also, there is, if there's anyone who is in need of water, the water is made available to you today in the gym. As I say, as you travel during the week, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord, K Chapel. Praise the Lord, K Chapel. The word the is Lord. about to come. Before the word comes, we're about to minister a song that comes from Psalm 91 that says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, we're going to sing half the verse, but we want you to know the whole meaning, which simply means as long as you're right there with God, he's going to cover you with his protection. It's that simple, but we want to make sure that you know the meaning of what we're singing about.
Jesus all of my days mm -hmm. I got a mind 
for Jesus all of my days. Well, God has been so good to me with Jesus' blood. He set me free. I got a mind to live for Jesus all of my days. Well, mountain get high. I'm gonna live for Jesus. Valley get low. I'm gonna live for Jesus. Rivers get wide. I'm gonna live for Jesus all of my days. Well, you can't stop me. You might as well join me. You can't stop me. You might as well join me. All of my days Listen Well Somebody here You want to live for Jesus Somebody here You want to live for Jesus Somebody here You want to live for Jesus All of your to God the Father, to Jesus the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, our comforter. And then we give honor to the pastor of this church, Reverend Reginald Buckley, as well as our pastor emeritus, Reverend Horace Buckley. I thank God for my brothers and sister, members of the clergy. And then to you, my sisters and brothers, it's a blessing for us to be able to be here. And then we also thank you that are joining us by way of live streaming. Even those that are not just local, but my uncle called me this morning. He said, make sure you mention the members and the friends in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> so we thank God for all who are joining us in this 
worship experience. Because it could have been the other way. But because of God's grace and mercy, we are here. And I think, no, I know that we just need to be grateful. There is a word from the Lord. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Jeremiah. Jeremiah 6, 16 through 19. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. So now the Lord says, stop right where you are. Look for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel this path and you will find rest for your souls. But you replied, no, that's not the road we want. God said, I set watchmen over you who said, listen for the sound of the trumpet. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. Therefore, listen to this. All you nations, take note of my people's condition. Listen, all the earth, I will bring disaster upon my people. It is the fruit of their own sin because they refuse to listen to me. And they have rejected all my instructions. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today we will use as a subject, go back to the old time religion. We're living in an age when people are trying to tear down many of our old-time beliefs. This is the work of Satan himself. We hear people speak of a gospel for this modern age, and they come along and they try to give us something new, something that they have just hatched up, something that has no foundation in God's word, but something. It's not simply out of date, brothers and sisters, because it's 2,000 years old. The gospel for, the, for today is the same gospel that the apostles and especially Paul preached about two millennia ago. And with them, they turned the world upside down. I need to remind somebody that God is the same as he was a million years ago. Jesus the same yesterday. Jesus the same today. And Jesus the same forevermore. But what is this old time religion? Preacher, what are you talking about? Well, you are, we used to sing about it. We said it's good. It was good for my dear father. It was good for my mother, and it's good enough for me. It was good for them because of what it did for them, and it's good for you and I because of what it can still do for us. Our text tells us that the old way is the good way, and that if we walk in it, we shall find rest in our souls. First of all, if we're going to go back to the old time religion, 
we got to make sure that we have a definite belief in God. Psalms 14 tells us that the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. And you notice that this belief comes from a person's heart. And the heart is evil because the person is called foolish. And surely no one has a reason in his head to say it. For when a person begins to reason, when a person began to think, when a person really looked at things, they would say, yes, that's got to be a God. You see, the design of the universe proves the existence of God. And if there's a design, there is a designer. I look at buildings that are 100 stories high. I went to New York City. Those buildings were so high until I almost had to lay down to see the top of them up in the clouds. And I said, there's got to be a designer. We fly 600 miles per hour through the air in a jet. Don't y'all know there's got to be somebody that designed it? A rocket flies around the world and put people on the moon. And it didn't just happen. Somebody designed it and built it so it could do that. It didn't just happen. Here you are, we dwell. We dwell in a world of order and symmetry. And behind it, there must be. There's got to be. A master builder and his name is Almighty God who decided that there should be a sun to shine by day to give light and heat God did it who decided to put the moon and the stars up in the heavens God did it who placed a moon who did the night and then separated it from the day God did it. Who arranged the four seasons with their differing climates? It was God. Yes, it was. Who hoped, excuse me, who heaped up the mountains and scooped out the valleys? It was God. David came out of his tent one night and gazed up into the heavens. And he said, I feel mighty small. He said, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, and all that thou hast created, I realize I am small. The next morning, David came out again and looked up and saw the sun rising in the east. And he said, there's a new day done. And he said, in Psalms 19 and 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. The story is told about an infidel and an Arabian who was traveling across the desert sands. Each night the Arabian would kneel down and pray to God. The infidel would look at him and he would laugh and say, how do you know that there's a God? You can't see him. The Arabian pointed to the sand. He said, you see those tracks in the sand? What you think that is? The infidel said, those are camel's tracks. 
What does that tell you, asked the Arabian. He said, tell me that a camel came along this way. How do you know, asked the Arabian. You didn't see him. Yeah, but the infidel said, those are his tracks. Then the Arabian looked up with a smile on his face and said, behold the tracks of my father. You see, people try to cry God out of all the philosophy and education today. Their thoughts are centered only on the world, but not in God. But God has always been, and he always will be. You can put him out of your life if you want to, but believe me, one day you will face him at the judgment. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for, re for correction. And then Moses wrote many books in the Old Testament. So did Isaiah, Jeremiah, and others. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, and Sean of Paul wrote chapters. And what they wrote down were not their own thoughts. These thoughts came from God himself. God dictated his thoughts through these holy men. You see, the Bible will guide you home. It reminds us of a man that got caught in a storm. It was dark, and he could hardly see his way, trying to find his way back home. But then every once in a while, the lightning would flash. And when the lightning would flash, he could see signs that made him know which way he needed to go. He stumbled in the direction that the signs that he saw pointed. And soon he comes to another one, and one after the next, before long, he saw the light of his house. And he said, thank God I've made it home. So in the midst of the darkness and the storms of life, brothers and sisters, God has provided a sign for us. God has provided the Holy Bible, illuminated by the Holy Spirit. And it points us to our heavenly home. Some say that man has only made a few mistakes. But the Bible says that man has sinned. God says that man is a sinner, lost and on his way to hell. Isaiah 5, 53 and 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Romans 3, 26. Three says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the sinner who goes on without Christ, he's lost. And the wage of sin is death. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Sin, when it is finished, will bring forth death. And there's no ahs, ifs, and buts about it. This old time religion, though, it brings us into light of the fact that we must be born again. 
The Bible tells us that Nicodemus was one of the leading religionists of his day, but he was not satisfied. He longed for something better and sweeter than the rituals of his religion. The Bible says he came to Jesus one night and told him of the hunger and the longing in his heart. He said, I desire peace and I desire life after death. Jesus did not say to this hungry hearted man, just live good, pay your debts, be kind to people and carry out some religious obligations. No, but Jesus did say to him, if you want life abundant, if you want everlasting life, you must be, you got to be born again. And this confused this man. He said, can an old man enter back into his mother's womb? Jesus said, no, you're talking about physical death and rebirth. But I'm talking about spiritual birth. Something that happens within that changes all of life for time and eternity. Now, how can one be born spiritually? Just listen as Jesus makes it clear. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You see, the blood of Christ is the answer, brothers and sisters. This old time religion is centered around us accepting the blood. Of course, the old time religion includes the belief of Christ's divine son, no other blood but his will suffice. No other blood will cover our sin. It must be the precious blood of Christ Jesus. The only way to keep out of a burning hell, the only way to go to heaven is through the merits of the blood of Christ. We have sinned, every one of us. We once were under condemnation. We were lost. There was no way in the world whereby we could pay for our sins. Even though there were many people that had plenty of silver, gold, riches, and money. But it could not pay them into heaven. This world offers payments for some things. But you can't buy religion. If religion was something that money could buy, the rich would live but the poor would die. When Jesus died, he took up on him and gave us his precious blood, more valuable than all the world. And it went up to offer it to God. He said, Father, here is my blood. I offered for the sins of the world. And God said, that's enough. It is enough. The price is paid. Now when we put our faith in Christ, what he did for us has given us the credit and the guarantee that we need to get to heaven. John 3.36 said, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believe not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Brothers and sisters, all I'm trying to tell you is, we got to be. It's not up for discussion. It's a demand. 
We have to be born again. We used to sing a song about God, good religion. And in that song, we would say, Certainly, Lord. Have you been baptized? Certainly, Lord. Has your name been changed? Certainly, Lord. And then we say, if you got the old time religion, then you ought to show some sign. We went on in that song, and I'm going to give you four short points that characterize what the old time religion is all about. The first one was, in that song, it said, you got to walk right. As kids, we used to say, oh, be careful little feet where you go. In the Lord's Prayer, we said, Lord, deliver us from evil. And then I need to serve notice on somebody and let them know, creeping and peeping, ducking and dodging, slipping and dipping, it ain't going to get it. But it does mean that we strive for a closer walk with God. And we have to ask him, Lord, order my steps. And then secondly, it said, you got to talk right. Do I build people up or do I tear people down with my words? Does profanity and vulgarity flow out of my mouth like roaring thunder? Is thank you part of my vocabulary? Yes, it does mean we have to thank God. Thank him for his grace and his mercy. But then it goes further than that, brothers and sisters. It means we have to thank our family members and our friends. The words are, how can you say you love God whom you have not seen? but hate your brother that you see every day. So we got to talk right. And then thirdly, we got to live right. How do I treat people? Do I live by the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. When I came out of the police academy, I made a truce with self. I said, in wearing that badge and that gun, I was going to treat people the way I wanted them and would want them to treat my mama, my daddy, my sister, and my brother. And thank God that I did it my entire career. And I don't have to look back over my shoulder and be afraid that I mistreated anybody because I didn't do it. The God in me wouldn't let that badge and that gun make a fool out of me. It means, sisters, you don't have to sell yourself cheap. To live right means you don't have to settle for just anything, sisters. Hear me good on this. You are a queen. You were made by the very hands of God himself. You don't have to settle for just anything. 
And there is a word for my young and older brothers. You can get mad at me if you want to, but I'm going to tell you the truth. In living right, it does not mean that you try to do what you see everybody else do. The swag is okay, but the sag is nasty. There's nothing good. That's not fashionable. That's disrespectful. And you can't look at it no other way. That's disrespectful. I don't care how many people are doing it. It's wrong. Last but not least, you have to pray without ceasing. The Bible says in season and out of season. Pray in the good times and pray in the rough times. Pray in the bad times. Pray without ceasing. Making your request known to God. And remember that God sees, God hears, and God knows. And we have to thank him and praise him. When things are good, praise him. When things are going happily, praise him. So that when it get rough, you will already be synchronized with his ear. And when you say, Lord, help me, your voice will be familiar. So pray constantly. That's the kind of religion I want, y'all. I want a savior who will wash my sins away. I want one who will cause my heart to burn within me as I walk with him on the pathway of life. I want one that I can recommend to everyone. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. I want one who will sustain me when I come down to die. I want one that can help me when nobody else worries about what is happening with me. That's the kind of God I want. That old time religion. I think back to right here in this church. On these front pews. When I think old church, old time religion. I can still hear Deacon John Cozy. Deacon Wyatt Washington. Deacon J.B. Harrington, Mother Gussie Seals, and the list go on and on. You can hear one of them over here say, if the Lord don't help me, I can't stand the storm. If the Lord don't help me, I can't stand the storm. Then somebody else on this side may say, I wouldn't have a religion. I couldn't feel sometimes. Wouldn't have religion. I couldn't feel so sometimes. Somebody over there might say, 
I'm on my way to heaven. Don't you want to go? I'm on my way to heaven. What don't you want to go? And then one that my daddy would say, and Gail would say, Daddy, that makes me sad. But it's the truth. Willie Wright would say, There's a grave in my road. And I can't go around. There's a grave in my road. And I can't go around. God bless you. The doors are open. The doors are open. The doors are open. Old time religion. You've heard the minister. Sometimes we need to go back and revisit where we were. Because sometimes when we were on our way, we stepped out into the wide and to the wicked. And we ought to go back to where we got our land at and give God the praise. Give him the honor. The doors are open now. You may come by letter. You could have some Christian experience already and just out of a church needing a church home. Or you may just want to be prayed for. And for those of you that are worshiping with us at home, there should be a number on your screen that you can call in and someone will hear you and answer the phone and talk with you. Give us that all-time religion. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you for reminding us of that. Oh, give me that. If you do, you can come down. These 
of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen Go in peace Amen